welcome to Radio Trivia Podcast Edition. This is episode 123. My God. Uh, with me this week, we have... <laughs> this week. With me this time, we have Josh Max. How's uh, it he's going? a new guy uh, on this podcast. How's it going, Josh? Uh, it's going pretty good. You know, it's a little chilly out. What are you going to do, though? Yeah, well, uh, we were we were talking about this before uh, we started recording. We're gonna break six hundred games uh, on this episode here. So, uh, uh, you know, I, I like to joke that we're scraping the bottom of the barrel, but fortunately, there are new games that come out. So, uh, and I'm always surprised at what games we haven't used. I really am. Uh, people email me like, "Oh, surely we've used that," and oh, we haven't. So, um, super excited to be part of this. Super excited. Yeah, Josh only knows one of the games, so that <laughs> means that either he's going to have a lot of fun playing along, or we won't have a whole lot to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll just start making up what I know. <laughs> hey, I asked you if there were any games you wanted to use. You're like, eh, no, nah, nah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have one that I love, but, you know. We'll make it work. <laughs> really excited for what's about to go down right now. All right, let's go. Let's uh, get it over with. All right. <laughs> Thank you. 
off to a very happy start, right? You know, super I, cheerful I, I music. I gotta say, there. I'm overwhelmed with emotions for so many reasons right now. <laughs> it's a very beautiful song. Yeah, you know, I'm sure it brings up lots of very sad memories for you. But it does, though. Like, <laughs> it really does. Like, I'm a little upset right now. <laughs> yeah, it is a pretty emotional uh, part of the game there. Yeah, it's okay. We 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 can uh, let our emotions out after the third song and tell everyone about it. Oh yeah, no, I'm probably I'm holding back the tears right now, but I guarantee you, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna guess it. I'm gonna guess it right, and I'm gonna just ball, or I'm gonna guess <laughs> it wrong and then just cry because I'm wrong. All right, here we go. Second song, folks. Okay, 
Well, we do have a trivia question here for you guys. Uh, Josh, you like to read it? Sure. All right. The, your question for this game is, what two character classes are only available via downloadable content? Okay. And your last song. No more songs. What game is this? Oh, man. This game is gotta be Fire Emblem Awakening. Yeah, for the 3DS. Uh, this was requested by Lindis, who uh, requested that we make sure to use this uh, uh, when someone else uh, can talk about it. Because uh, there's a lot to talk about in this game. Yeah, this is, this is like one of my top games in last year. Like, it was... Oh my! I still, I'm still playing it. I've logged in like 200, 300 hours in there. Holy it's, crap! Yeah, I beat the whole campaign like three or four times. It's wow. Yeah, I'm trying to get all the supports, which is basically just comes down to marrying the adult avatar with everyone and the female avatar. There, it's it's a whole thing. It's insane. And like then there's you, the eugenics part of it, which is 
really weird to say out loud. <laughs> there's so what? much. There's so much to talk about. What do you mean by the eugenics part? All right. Well, each character uh, has certain stats that they're uh, predisposed to be really good with. Like some uh-huh. characters, naturally, uh, their speed grows uh, faster than their HP. Uh, some uh, others are just born magic users and. Depending on who you pair up with who, their child will get a mix of the stats. And, like, uh, if, say, you... Uh, there's a whole thing. Um, it's it's basically, like, you want to find the right combination of parents. Like, who your, the best pairing is to have the strongest child. Uh, because, eventually, like, the children are, are going to be way more powerful than, than their adult mm-hmm. counterparts. At least sure. in my experience. Uh, so much so that, like, I've done solo runs with just one of them and, like, done all the DLC maps with just like one or two of them and it's oh wow I, I yeah. think you're you're at the extreme end of uh, of the playing of this game uh, yeah <laughs> yeah like I I will talk about this <laughs> <laughs> I, I think of myself as a Fire Emblem fan I, I mean I've played I don't know I played the original one that came out well, original in quotes the, the first one that came out in North America Game Boy Advance Sacred Stones uh, uh, Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn I mean, I've, I've played, you know, at least four or five. Yeah, I think, I think you're just missing Shadow Dragon. But uh, I've never felt compelled to really get into the intricacies of the game. I mean, I, I'm not great at the game. You know, I would die and play the same mission over and over again until I beat it, you know? But um, I, mean, I don't know. I, I, just, I guess I never rolled up my sleeves and really got into the low-level mechanics. And, and obviously in this game, they're... they're there are definitely additional layers because of this whole uh, marriage and, and uh, child system um, that just adds yet another layer to this whole game. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of stumbled in there. Uh, I was just like browsing through like you know like forums and stuff because I was reading up on it. So I was like, oh, like I'm, I'm I started getting really into it, and then somebody was like, then I saw like on a uh, on the the Fire Emblem subreddit people talking about the best pairings, and I was like, what do you mean best pairings? Like who the cutest people to put together is because I already got that. Um, <laughs> I've already go all about that. Yeah, I'm already like, I'll, I have something to say here. And then they were like, then they talked about the stats that everyone's predisposed to. And then I'm like, I thought about it. I looked back at my game and I was like, oh shit, like these guys know what they're talking about. And I did, I did a little researching, did a little Googling. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I really, I really got into it. And I, you know, and I, the, like by that point, everyone already knew who was best with who, but, like, I kind of did it on my own just to see if I understood it. And I did, and I currently, like, I have one save file that's, like, my street pass team. And it's just, like, it is, it's not, it's not even fair anymore. Yeah, you're, you're the reason why I don't street pass this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we're all fucking dicks, because we're just, like, hey, like, what, look how great my team is. Oh, look at my avatar. They're so cool. Oh, look. Look how many gale forces we can use in one turn. <laughs> oh, God. We're just... We're the worst. But it's so much fun. Because I, I love street passing people like this. Because I keep finding new... Com- like, what... Like, people put all their money in. Like, what weapons they use. Like, what combinations of, of parents they have. Or less, like, what, what class their avatar or everybody else is, for that matter. Because, like, the class system is, like whatever you want to do so there's like so many different teams and i just love fighting them all it's just so much fun yeah i guess i just didn't play the game this way maybe it's my detriment and that's why i struggled so much through the game but i probably only got three or four children that i really used and and maybe i got out of like five or six and um 
I'm, I almost never changed uh, classes. I mean, I upgraded to the you know advanced class, but I never really reset anyone. Uh, I forget the terminology they use in this game. Uh, it's uh, second seal, using the second seal. Yeah, second seal. I, I just like, well, you know what? I, I like the characters the way they are. I'll just, you know, I know how to use yeah, them. I mean, my first run through, I did that, and I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll make them what they should be. Like, it, it was like I was trying to make it as close to, like, the story as they, I think they intended. And then yeah. my second time around, I was just like, all right, like, let's do this. Like, who is, is hooking up with who? How fast can I get Olivia and Crom to hook up to get that... You know that in that uh, how do you? I don't even know how to say his name out loud because I've just said it in my head. Uh, to get Olivia's kid with like rightful heir and just like oh god oh so much so much like planning and replaying and just oh boy I just I love that game and I love the twist I loved the time traveling twist. What a twist! Whoa! Did I spoil it? Uh, you know it's been like a year. I, I think. I think it's okay, and you're not giving the whole twist. Just no, know, it's like, it's, just, that's like in the middle of the game, right? It's yeah, it's not. I don't know. I'm not going to spoil spoil anything, but it does involve time travel, and I've written about it like eight times on the site. So it's like, and in in our year wrap up, I just mentioned time traveling, and it's just like, oh, it's just it's such a good twist, and it's the time traveling thing doesn't even me saying that doesn't spoil anything. It's like saying there's time traveling in Doctor Who, like you know this. <laughs> but you don't know how much of a role it right. plays. Right, yeah. I mean, it inherently has to be. If you're talking about getting people married and then you can play with their kids. Like, obviously, there's some sort of time travel or time lapse or something going on there. You know, just that mechanic alone. They have to be, you know, playing around with time a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm pushing the envelope. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say post the spoiler, but spoilers, it involves time traveling. Uh, and just love it. Just and even and uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say one more thing. I'll stop fanboying all over the place. Okay, all right. But e- the DLC, like this, is one of the first games that Nintendo released to have DLC, um, if I recall correctly. Yeah. And and it was like the DLC's really good. Like I bought almost all of it, and I haven't regretted buying any of it. Some of it, like I've I've used time and time again, like the extra EXP. Uh, uh, maps or the extra money maps, but like some of them, like the just like the the beach party and the the ant- like the antithesis, like the the darkest timeline, if you will. Uh, uh, there's like an alternate timeline DLC, and it's just like oh, they're all so good. They are all so entertaining. Are you uh? Do you, do you usually do, do do a lot of DLC with your games no. or no? I you I almost never do. So you, you this one just sort of you felt just did it really well compared with. Every single map I bought and, and pack I bought because it went it started off just with the maps and then it went up to packs. Um, mm-hmm. They've all been like they've all either posed a challenge or they've all been like super entertaining. I've really enjoyed them. Like it's it they, each map on their own made me want to buy another one. So, so do you think that like Nintendo just didn't get the memo that like DLC is not actually supposed to be good or? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I they think they might have that? skipped that one. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, we should probably move on to the next game here. But uh, right. thank you very much for your thoughts. I I didn't realize that you were uh, that big a, a Fire Emblem guy when I when I asked you to talk about this. Um, uh, no, I could I could go on forever, but I, yeah. I think this is a good place to stop. Yeah. All right. Well, here comes the next game.
was there part of that song that sounded like Sonic Drowning to you? Yes. Yeah. That uh, for a split second, I was like, "Is this Sonic 2? But it's then I not. was like, "Yeah, no, obviously <laughs> it's not." But there was a part where I was like, "What? No, yeah, we're same wavelength right now." All right. <laughs> What secret code found in the Japanese release was removed for the North American market? All right. All right. All right, you have any guesses here? Yeah, it's it's definitely it's a Mega Man game. <laughs> you 
you know that's like a catchphrase from the old uh, live format. Really? Of the show. Yeah. Like everyone used to guess Mega Man when they didn't know what game it was. Oh, is it? But is it actually? No. Oh. It's actually a Konami game. Oh, I would have thought uh, that that uh, whatever. I don't know what you call that instrument, but if you can call it an instrument, you know what I mean. That, I do. Uh, so it's not a Mega Man game? It's not a Mega Man game. Well, that's good. Uh, <laughs> all right. All it's, right. It's, like, uh, it's Super C for the uh, NES. Did uh, not did not get that. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a confusingly named game. I, I believe it's also known as Super Contra, but... It uh, was released on the NES, uh, not the Super Nintendo, as one might guess. Um, I think that it was originally a, an arcade game, right? They kind of, I don't want to say ported, but kind of ported and tweaked. Uh, I don't know, kind of like how uh, Teenage, Mutant, Teenage, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 uh, for the NES is like the arcade game, but kind of tweaked. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's a very similar game in a lot of ways, right? It's it's a conversion of a, a arcade game, very actiony, and you know, you pick up some, well, you know, it's Contra, right? You got the, the upgrades and you know, side scrolling, shoot 'em up, basically. Um, oh wait, and so wait, was the answer to the question they took out the infinite lives cheat? Um, no, I actually the other change was that they I think they had a code that was thirty lives and they made it ten lives for North America. Uh, whatever. You know, they're, they're, they're jerks. But um, the one they t- was totally removed was the stage select code. So you can't jump Wait, ahead. what? Yeah. Why would they do that? So I, I was, I don't know for sure, but I was reading in a few places when I, you know, reading about this and uh, someone was speculating, and I, it sounds plausible that uh, in Japan, running video games isn't allowed, right? There, There is no market for video game rentals. There wasn't back then in yeah. the heyday of that. Um, in America, there was rentals, and uh, I think Japanese companies were worried that if someone could rent the game, do the cheat for infinite lives, they just blast through the game, and they would never think about buying the game. Uh, um, whereas if uh, you know if it was really tough, and you maybe you learned it, and you only got through a, you know one level or two because you kept dying, maybe oh this is a cool game, I'll go out and buy it. And I, I think that makes sense. I, I don't know if that's the real yeah. reason, but it, it makes sense to me. No, it totally does. Although the only game I ever really rented from Blockbuster Video, this is a very old sentence and it's about to get even older, <laughs> was uh, the Transformers Transmetal fighting game, uh, which, goddamn, was the best fighting game because <laughs> you got to fight as metal animals <laughs> and robots. And I do remember, I would just, that's the one game I would get, because any other game, I would I would just, like, cheat and beat. Um, like, it just so I could be like, oh yeah, I played that game, I finished it when I was a kid. But mm-hmm. this is, like, the one game I couldn't cheat and beat, because it was just, there was nothing to beat. Hmm. Oh, God. But this wasn't, this wasn't Beast Wars Transmetal's fight. This was Super no, this, Contra. This is Super Contra, which, uh... It's a Contra game. I don't know how much there's to say about it. You, you run and gun, you get pickups, and you you know shoot rapid fire or flamethrower or whatever, and it's hard because it's a Contra game. Yeah. That, but it's, that's about it's great. it. It's a great game. Yeah, uh, I'm more familiar with the Super Nintendo game, which I guess is the Contra Three. 
um, which I remember uh, playing at friends' houses. And more recently, well, maybe five years ago, I think I played with uh, Steven Rodriguez. It might have been more than five years ago at this point. And I just completely sucked at that game. I mean, I, I think I got to the point where they have that top-down level, you know, where it's like the Mode 7 rotating yeah, screen yeah, yeah. thing. God, I sucked at that. Oh, my God. I God, sucked I balls played. at that level. <laughs> I haven't played Contra in years. It's been literal years since I've played it. Well, oh, you know, God. it just came out on Virtual Console, I believe, for both... Uh, 3DS and Wii U, if I remember correctly. So. Well, I still don't have a Wii U, so I'm gonna get it for 3DS because I still got money from Christmas. All right, there you go. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I got a lot of DLC for a few games, and I still have money. <laughs> God, now I think about it, Nintendo's the only DLC I really use. Huh. The, the only, yeah, whatever, whatever. Super what Contra. Whatever. Super Contra. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Peace out. <laughs> and I feel a little bit more magical. It is a very magical song.
What does the Wii Remote Pointer primarily control in this game? Kind of a depressing uh, game. This, uh, you know, this episode's kind of depressing, isn't it? You know. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm full of emotions, and I don't know what to do with them. Are, um, are you going to be angsty and and emo about it? No, I don't. I don't <laughs> know, man. Do you want to like come to my room and like listen to like some some like tunes or something? I don't know. Yeah. Do you have any idea what game this might be? I feel really shitty about it, but I don't. Well, I don't feel shitty about it. I don't know how many people played this game. Um, and when I told James Jones, intent, that uh, I was going to use this game, he was really upset because he wasn't going to be on. But um, we had two requests for this. This is Fragile Dreams. Uh, I believe the subtitle is Farewell Ruins of the Moon. I have not played it. Yeah, so it was requested by Darth Ridley as well as Kisaki Project. Um, so, uh, you know, I felt like I had to use it, you know. Two people had asked for it at this point. It had been sitting in the queue for a long time. So I said, you know what, let's just do it. This is, uh, for those who uh, don't recognize the name, this, this is a, I guess it's a survival horror game on the Wii. Um, but for some reason I feel weird calling it a survival horror game, but it, it is. Um, it doesn't involve zombies. The the concept is that you're in a post-apocalyptic... I think it's Tokyo. I think you're in Tokyo. The character Sato's in Tokyo. And um, basically, he's all alone. He's basically just sort of exploring and trying to survive. Just sort of going through destroyed Tokyo landscapes and uh, underground malls and shit. Because it's, you know, Japan. And they got that. 
You're <laughs> so not wrong. It's uh, pretty dreary actually watching some of the video, just sort of him walking around and he's the combat's kind of depressing. Like you have a melee weapon, but it, he's kind of shitty at it, right? He's a little kid. <laughs> And so like, he has like a golf club or a stick or whatever he has lying around. And he just sort of whacks at it shittily and, and may or may not actually hit the enemy. Um, but that, you know, is it survival horror? And, you know, apparently survival horror games have to have bad combat because that's part of survival horror games, right? Well, I mean, it's either that or just get rid of it altogether like Amnesia did. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't want that. Um, you you want to have a little so, bit of so shitty what, combat. What, what, do, what do you control with the Wiimote? Uh, you control your vacuum cleaner. Oh, wait, no. Um, <laughs> you control wait, your... <laughs> yeah, this is Fragile Dreams, Luigi's uh, Lost Mind. Best game ever. Best. I don't know why we haven't been playing this, because Luigi set to that music is the most depressing game ever. Super excited about that. <laughs> yeah. Also, side note, can we just acknowledge that the year of Luigi was Nintendo's like worst year financially? Yeah. <laughs> Which is so sad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at you lose the money. Oh. Uh, seriously, though. <laughs> he's, this, just, this he's just crying in the corner. Oh, they give me a year. <laughs> One more year. <laughs> <laughs> One more year. Oh. I die better this time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, you control your flashlight uh, in this game. <laughs> not not a vacuum cleaner, but a flashlight. And <laughs> and um, it, it seems to work pretty well. You know, it's pointer controls, and, and you look around, and I don't know if you scare any ghosts. I think there are ghosts in this game, but I don't know if uh, you the startle them with your, it, your flashlight. The more I want it. Or, or what, but um, that, that is a mechanic of this game. I want I want the soundtrack and I kind of want the game now. It, it's a very interesting looking game. I, I think the biggest criticism of it is that uh, maybe it's a little longer than it, it should be for what it is. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not gonna fault them for that. Yeah, I mean, there's some like fetch, fetch quests in the middle of the game that apparently don't really progress the story or anything. They just sort of pad it out. One of the uh, selling points that they were pushing was that apparently that uh, the settings are true to scale or, or something along those lines. So uh, right. that, that means, uh, you know, if you're in a giant room, it's going to take you a long time to run from one side to the other. I, I don't know if that like literally means like they measured uh, like a Tokyo train station and built the train station to that scale or whatever, but that's supposedly, you know, something they were pushing back then. When, uh, I dig when, it. Yeah. You know, if you want to hear more about it, I'm sure that uh, there are one or two Radio Free Nintendo uh, episodes where they discuss this game. I seem to recall James Jones uh, liking this game a lot because that's what he does. He, he likes these crazy Japanese games. That man's got an opinion. No, you have an opinion. I, Sorry, well, that, that I was do. my really terrible I, James Jones impression. <laughs> Very terrible. I'll just stick to Luigi. My flashlight, no scare anyone. Oh. All right, we're going to go on. <laughs> Let's move on. Off the rails. Uh, that was Fragile Dreams, everyone. <laughs> Luigi's Mansion Dream Team. 
let's let's move on before this just turns into Luigi the podcast. I'm going to suspect you don't know this game either. Ah, uh, man. Uh, I do not. Uh, uh, well, let's just, let's just see what happens. I'm, I'm probably just going to end up guessing Pokemon Soul Silver because that's just a great game.
Here's the question. What do you throw into a pond to get upgrades near the start of this game? I'm just going to tell you what game this is because you're never going to guess it. Hold on. I'm going to guess. Uh, oh, okay. What is it? X-Men Evolution Wolverine's Revenge for Game Boy Advance. It's not a terrible guess, actually, all things considered. It is a Western game. Um, this is Young Merlin for the Super Nintendo. Wow. Yeah. Have you ever heard of this game before? I have. I I've heard of it. I've never played it. It's, um, I guess it's a technically impressive game. It, it it looks different from a lot of other Super Nintendo games. It actually looks to me more like, um, almost like a King's Quest type game. And I don't know if maybe, you know, some of the people working on it had that, those kind of roots. But it to me, it just reminds me more of a, a King's Quest or even like a... I'm going to really alienate everyone with this one. Uh, you ever play that Gold Rush game that... Uh, was for like DOS. That was an like edutainment game, basically, where you started off on the East Coast and you like had to get to California to go for the gold rush and shit. I I, I played Oregon Trail. It's not okay. Yeah, kind of similar. Um, 
for some reason, the, the graphics in this game remind me a lot of uh, certain scenes in in, uh, in that Gold Rush game, which I'm sure someone else listening to this has played. No, I'm um, sure. I, I know the game you're talking about, but I never played it. Again, like Young Merlin, I just I'm I have a I do have a vast knowledge of games, but I've played very few of the older games. I guess it's sort of like a Zelda game in a way. I mean, you walk around and you are you know, using items to, to attack and then you, you know, get more items and you upgrade your items and stuff. So it, it sort of has a, a Zelda-esque uh, approach, but it it just sort of presents itself a lot differently. Um, it's kind of trying to be silly. Like you walk around and the like little itty bitty gnomes or something that are like yelling at you in like gibberish. I, I don't know. It, it's... It's weird. It's, it's a weird game. I can't really describe it, but if you pull it up on YouTube and watch a little bit of, of it, you'll see it's kind of... It, it is in a way minimalistic. Like it, it tries to not clutter up the screen with a whole bunch of menus and stuff. And um, it doesn't give you a whole lot of direction. It'll, like, it'll show you like a, a thought bubble of something. It's kind of like a hint of what you're supposed to do. Would you describe it as trippy? Yeah, it could be described as trippy. I I, mean, they, I think the, near the start of the game, there's a giant, like, hog man or something that you gotta kill. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> Not a thing. Not a thing. You're making this up. You, when you look at YouTube comments, like, half the people are saying, oh my god, I remember this game. And they're half like, oh my god, I hate this game. And uh, so I think that amongst the people who played this, it, it was memorable for one reason or another. Um which is probably why our, our uh, Veronica Gazaway requested this because uh, it, it's certainly an interesting game. Not like most Super Nintendo games, like I said. It's um, I don't know. I, I guess I always think of uh, Japanese games when I think of the Super Nintendo. So uh, th- this kind of art style always comes off as pretty different. It, it kind of realistic, but not quite. I, I don't know. I'm not sure what what it drew its inspiration from. But uh, yeah, you know, looking at a picture here of a giant hog or something that is blocking young Merlin's path. Please send this to me. Uh, sure. I really want to see this. <laughs> I'm just excited to see this like hog man just like towering over young Merlin and just <laughs> like if it looks anything like Ganon, I'm going to lose it. I- I'm I'm probably overselling this, but here you go. Alright, let me, let me weigh in on this. Maybe it's not a hog. Maybe it's just like a giant angry hog. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> You're not overselling this. This is amazing. It's like it's like if Pumbaa got fat and angry, like, and then just refused to move. That's what this looks like, <laughs> yeah. and it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's Young Merlin. Uh, Google is your friend. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. You did not oversell. This is amazing. And from the from this angle, he looks like a, like he reminds me of Richie Rich. No, it's it's like I, I don't know what the story is, or maybe it's just supposed to be an anachronism because I, I guess when you think of like uh, King Arthur, young Mer- like Merlin, the character is kind of anachronistic, right? He refers to things in the future and stuff. So yeah. maybe that they like went for like a punk Richie Rich. <laughs> Yo, man. Okay, so so wait, young Merlin's a punk. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. It'll make sense. Just go with it. As you can see, there's also the heart piece uh, thing on the top left, kind of aping Zelda. But uh, yeah, four leaf clover. This guy has none of them. Well, he'll, you know, I'm sure he'll get some throughout <laughs> his adventure. This is only the start of his adventure. 
if you choose to play. I just, I can't, I can't deal with this picture. It's like, it says everything that needs to be said about this game, and I love it. I love it so much. Alrighty, we got one last game here for you, which uh, I think people might uh, be more familiar with than Young Merlin. Alright, let's do it. game could be young merlin (laughs) (laughs) this game this game i think will come close though
Squadron Commander's catchphrase in this game. Uh, is it is it easier than I think it is? Probably. Uh, okay. Well, let's let's get, let's finish it up as I as I mull this over for two minutes.
You just had to end with that one. Well, that, that one's probably the most uh, memorable scene in, in the game. Because it's so sad. Yeah, this is a pretty uh, depressing uh, episode. I, I think I already established that. Um, yeah. So what yeah, game is this? No, but it's uh, Elite Beat Agents. That is right. It is Elite Beat Agents. Which, Another great, uh, it's a great game. Yeah. Fantastic I, game. I thought someone requested this, but I, I couldn't find it in my email. Uh, I really don't usually use... Uh, you know, games with licensed music, but I, I felt like this one had a distinct enough soundtrack, and the covers were a little distinct enough that eh, I, I was gonna fudge it. You know, I, I wanted to use this game. No, I agree. I think I think that it was a, a really good choice. I mean, it was a great game uh, in of itself, and the music was distinct enough. And, and hell, it even made me go out and, and buy a Hoobastank song. <laughs> uh, so congrats to you, Elite Beat Agents. That happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, one of the really interesting things I learned in the process of preparing for this uh, particular episode was that since uh, this is a music game and they have, I don't know, something like 20 songs in it, and it's a DS game, which I, I want to say they probably had 128 megabytes to work with, maybe, in total for yeah. the game and for the music. So what they wound up doing was they wound up chopping up the, the songs and as much as they could, reusing the segments that for uh, loops or, or similar parts. And so some songs, you know, they chopped up, you know, song form, whatever, A, B, A, B, C, A. So they, they instead of recording the chorus three times, they've basically uh, recorded it once. And I had to reassemble the fat fragments of these songs to, to get a full song together. Wow. Which is, uh, I'm sure I could have gone on YouTube and gotten it, but I wanted, I wanted the source material. So um, I apologize if I assembled any of those songs incorrectly, but I think I did a good job there. Sounded good to me. Yeah, I mean, I, super kudos to that. Yeah, some of the songs are more straightforward, but some of the other songs in this game, you look at the the files and they got like 40 segments, 40 fragments, because they're all sorts of little like um, variations of the same thing. So. You know, they might have like two second gaps that they they plug and, and, and move elsewhere. That did limit which songs I wanted to use <laughs> yeah, preparing for this, but I, I got a selection I liked anyway. So another interesting thing about the, the first song there, which was, uh, was it? I, I Was Born to Love You from uh, Freddie Mercury, I believe, Queen as well. I wasn't really familiar with that song. I guess it isn't that well exposed here, all things considered. Um, but apparently in Japan, it's a really huge song. It was used in a lot of commercials or something way back when. And so in Japan, they really associate that with like Western music or whatever. So it's kind of an interesting factoid there. I'm learning so much today. Anyway, Elite Agents is a great game. Uh, a lot of fun. Um, of course, there's also the two Wendon games that came out in Japan. Mm. Gotta say, not as big a fan of the Wendon games. It's probably because... I'm not as familiar with the songs, but uh, I don't know. It, maybe there was a little bit of a cultural barrier there for me. I I bought uh, the second Owenden game and uh, just couldn't get into it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm only familiar with Elite Beat Agents, and, and I'm pretty happy with that. I had my fun with it. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a, a very good game and a lot of fun. Very funny. If, if you never played this game, uh, go hunt down a copy. I mean, it's it's a lot of fun. It's worth it. It's worth it, uh, 100%. Especially if you if you unlock the uh, the final 
level, and I'm not just saying it in the campaign, I'm saying, like, with each of the levels, you get a new dance team. And just, mm-hmm. just like, it's so funny. Like, it's just you go through the dance teams. It's just... Oh, sure. Uh, it, it's it, a hard game. It's super. Um, I mean, it starts off easy, but it gets really hard by the end. And I, I'm yeah. I'm pretty shitty at this game. But, it, you know, it's pretty different from most music games. I, I think it's more approachable than a lot of the music games out there. Um, and certainly the presentation is really funny. I mean, it, basically they have comic book stories that go along with each of the songs. And they're really cleverly timed with the music. And... They're, they're kind of related to the song, but at the same time, kind of their own thing. And if you do poorly, some of the scenes change versus if you do well. It's really fun, really well done. Yeah, it's a really well-made game. I mean, if, if there was ever a game that uh, I would champion for if they were started re-releasing DS games for 3DS, <laughs> this would be near the top. Absolutely yeah. near the top. Well, 100% agree with you. It is. It's. It was just, oh, man, I'm so nostalgic for it right now i may end up playing it like tomorrow <laughs> so so what is the catchphrase that your squadron commander uses i don't know if that's the right term your commander maybe. I, I don't know elite beat agents roll out transform and roll out i don't i don't know i don't remember agents are go oh i should have got I, oh, I was thinking too hard you were thinking Harwood, and that apparently is a reference to a combination of Thunderbirds, and uh, which I guess was also in turn a reference to NASA, like engines are go, uh, yeah. kind of a thing. But um, yes, agents are go. Apparently, it was thought up by uh, the director of the game. I think he's Keiichi Yano. Does that sound right? I don't know. I, I should have looked <laughs> this up gonna, before, before I mentioned that. it. Yeah, but anyway, awesome game. Um, yeah, I don't know how many copies there are out floating out there in the used market. I don't want to say it's sold poorly, but it definitely didn't like light up the charts. So, If everyone listening to this podcast goes out and buys it, I think there's a solid chance it may, there may be a little bit of a spike. Well, you know, they're not selling new copies of this thing now. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> and we're back to depressing. Oh, uh, yeah, well, yeah. That's my job at Radio Trivia, to make everyone feel really <laughs> shitty because they can't get the games they want to play. <laughs> we should probably wrap things up here. Uh, Josh, thank you very much for co-hosting, man. A lot of fun. Hey, thanks for having me on. This was this was a lot of fun. I hope uh, I hope that I was a, a decent enough co-host for everybody. Yeah, is there anything you'd like to plug before uh, we wrap things up here? Uh, I mean, uh, if you guys want to, to go and find... Uh, through the podcast archives, uh, me, Kimberly Keller, and Becky Holiday do a Name That Pokemon segment from time to time. And we yeah. have our final one coming up within the next couple weeks. Uh, so let's keep an eye out for that because we like to keep it funny and it's just Pokemon. So come on by. Uh, I don't know any Pokemon things to say, so I'll just go, okay. Uh, as Donkey Kong would say. Uh, <laughs> so this was episode 123. Thank you all for listening. And, uh, well, check you out next time. Check you out next time. What the hell is that? Uh, <laughs> see you next time. There. <laughs>
Fire Emblem Awakenings copyright 2013 Nintendo Intelligent Systems. Super C is copyright 1990 Konami. Fragile Dreams Farewell Ruins of the Moon is copyright 2009 Namco Bandai. Young Merlin is copyright 1993 Westwood Studios. Songs from Elite Beat Agents are copyright their respective artists and estates. Well, I did it again, folks. I forgot to answer some of the bonus questions in this episode. So, here you go. For Fire Emblem, what two character classes are only available via downloadable content? Well, that would be Bride and Dread Fighter. Alright, the other one, Young Merlin. Well, here's the question. What do you throw into a pond to get upgrades near the start of this game? The answer is little gems and diamonds you find uh, strewn about. Throw them into the pond where I guess the, the Lady of the Lake lives? Eh, I don't know. And in return you get nice items. Well, there you have it folks. See you next time. <laughs>